Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. I've had a number of questions this week, and you know, over time, I've, I've had these questions as well, but kind of got a few extra questions this week about today's topic, which I think is, is a very normal uh, issue that I would say almost everyone has dealt with at some point in their struggle with pornography is this idea of why we choose pornography when we're tired. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably like almost anyone else that I've talked to and maybe everybody on the planet, and you have chosen to do something that feels good right now at the expense of sleep. Now, I, I know I've done it, whether it's watching one more episode of that you know bingeable new TV show until you look over and now it's 4 a.m. Or it could be you knowing that you're so tired, but you just keep on scrolling social or maybe crawling into bed feeling ready to sleep. And then your mind offers you, hey, you're alone or you're, you know, you you can just go check out a little bit of um, uh, pornography or maybe you might as well get it out of the way, get away for a bit, whatever it is that your brain offers you. These are these are real life examples. This is, you know, from my life, from Darcy's life, from the lives of our clients. Uh, and it's not always about pornography, right? It's about engaging with something rather than choosing sleep. And I think if you're a human, there is probably an example like this in your life that makes you wonder, well, why did I choose whatever that was instead of sleep? So for many of my clients, the hour before bed is a is a regular time when they struggle with the the choice to view pornography. And today we're going to look at why that may be and give you some really, I I hope, clear and actionable tools to put you in a position to make the decisions that meet your values when confronted with urges to view pornography. And you can use this for really anything. But first I'm going to start with why do we choose pornography or why do we choose to engage with certain activities that don't help us meet our long-term goal of getting a good night's rest. And I think the first thing is that it feels easier in the short term. For a lot of us, when we begin the process of getting to sleep, you know, our minds are kind of racing and we're thinking about the next day. We might be thinking about the, the, the day that we've just gone through. There are a lot of things going on and scrolling or engaging with TV uh, or even pornography is easier than quieting our mind. It's also easier than laying there restless. I'm sure many of you have had those moments where you lay there and you toss and you turn and you're restless and you just you just can't get there. It's also easier to engage with these kinds of habitual ways of dealing with our mind rather than actually transitioning to the next thing immediately. And transition uh, in the food world and in food coaching, they call it transition eating, where 
um, you know, maybe when you, the first thing you do when you get home is you eat or the first thing you, you do when you get to the office or get to school or whatever it is, you just kind of get a snack and you're like, okay, I'm going to, that's, that's called transition eating. And I think that we do that not, I mean, you, there are people who I'm sure do it when they go to bed, but for this, for the purpose of this conversation, uh, really what I want you to understand is we do a lot of little things that create an increase in dopamine as we transition from one thing to the next to make that transition easier. And that's, that's really the, the, the purpose in whatever that activity is that you're doing is, is to make that transition easier. Uh, the, the next reason that you may be choosing pornography or some other thing that's not helping you live your values is that it can be engaging. Curiosity is probably one of the key reasons that our brain engages in using and viewing pornography. What does that look like? You know, the questions that happen, right? You know, what does that person look like nude? Who is this person? How can I see more of this person? All of those questions that kind of pop into your head. And that engagement in your mind allows you to put off the discomfort and the disquieting of going to sleep, maybe. There's also problem solving. Problem solving is one of the most powerful things that our brain does. And when it comes to viewing pornography or maybe binging screens at late at night in whatever form, the problem solving feedback here is twofold. First, it's solving for anxiety in the moment by avoiding it. And second, it's solving for knowing as much as we can. And learning is kind of this outgrowth of curiosity and problem solving, and our brain feels justified in learning everything that it can about the world around it. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but the question is, is this really a, a problem that I need to solve, or is it something that's distracting me from living the life that I actually want? The, the next reason that I want to talk about is that it can feel great. <laughs> I know this seems obvious. Some of you are like, duh. Uh, <laughs> But the truth is, it, it can feel great, and that dopamine and the arousal and the escape from responsibility, they just are enjoyable. That, that is an enjoyment, you know, why do, we, why do we engage in activities that are entertaining? Why do we engage in certain activities, even though we might f find that they don't meet our values? And part of the reason is, is that it feels good. And I'm not saying that that's a good enough reason to do everything, you know, I don't take drugs. I've never taken drugs, uh, and I'm certain that they would feel good. So just being aware of that, being aware of why it is that you're choosing this around, hey, this does feel good, and I'm, I'm acknowledging that openly rather than saying this is disgusting or this is horrible or, you know, I'm a terrible person for viewing this, is important to just kind of give you a real platform to start from in terms of how do I solve for this. The last thing that I want to talk about here and this is probably the for a lot of people this is this is i would say a very significant reason as to why we choose things like pornography before bed is that studies show that it helps you sleep uh, not pornography itself but this is this is what the study says it says uh, a study reported that 65% of participants who had an orgasm before going to bed reported better sleep quality uh, and I'm just going to kind of quote from this, and then I'm going to leave you a link in the, in the notes so you can follow this and read through it yourself. In order to attain high-quality sleep, our bodies should be able to enter a state of relaxation and calmness. Cortisol is a stress hormone that prevents that. It's often associated with our body's fight or flight response, making our bodies feel more alert and restless. Fortunately, research shows that 
uh, orgasms inhibit this stress-inducing hormone, and the sexual arousal process inhibit this stress-inducing hormone. And I'm paraphrasing there because they say masturbation and sexual intercourse, but really masturbation and sexual intercourse are the outcomes of sexual arousal and sexual process, right? Um, so that's why I'm saying it this way. And I think, I think it's really important to recognize that you don't have to masturbate to get an orgasm. And I think it's really important to recognize that, you know, engaging with your partner sexually in a consensual way and and in a fun and loving way is also, uh, you know, something that can help with this sleeping uh, issue that we have. Right. So just being aware, it's not about masturbation or, uh, pornography per se. It's really about what, what hormones am I generating through sexual activity? And cortisol is often associated with a slew of health problems, problems from high blood pressure and fatigue to decreased bone density. So it's always, uh, you know, ideal to have a low count of cortisol in your body, which is essentially, you know, the study essentially puts it that if you engage and, uh, sexually with your partner or, uh, solo, then that's going to reduce this cortisol issue and produce uh, a better sleep quality overall. That's what it's saying. But I, and I want to be clear, I'm not advocating viewing pornography or masturbating in order to improve your sleep. What I'm offering is an understanding of why this habit may have formed and why you may be engaging in it as you fall asleep. This is really about realizing that you might be using orgasms to manage stress and cortisol levels, which you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that's essentially what we talk about. Instead of dealing with our feelings, oftentimes we choose to engage with ourselves sexually. Fortunately, these are not the only ways to manage your stress uh, or cortisol levels or, you know, create good sleep patterns. And just knowing what you're facing gives you a lot of power to make changes and change patterns. That's really why we have the membership, you know, so you can figure out what's happening and resolve it, even if you can't see it yourself at first. I know for me, there were many times that I lay awake at night and the thought would come to me to view pornography so I could, you know, just get to sleep. You know, it was probably most often on business trips during which I I rarely slept well. Uh, You know, (laughs) it'd be one of those things where, you know, I'd be working late, maybe 10, and I'm working through projects that I'm going to be presenting the next day or I'm, you know, on a business trip and we've had a late night and I go back to the hotel room and I'm sitting there and, you know, I'm in the bed or I'm sitting on a chair and I'm maybe watching a little TV or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, I got to get to sleep. You you know, you crawl into bed and you lay there and you're like, I can't sleep. I'm too, I'm too wound up. I'm too wired. And then your brain's like, all right, well, let's, let's do, let's do some porn. Let's, let's, uh, engage with that. And you know, instinctually, I think, that that's going to help you manage the stress of, you know, sleeping alone and sleeping in a strange place and sleeping, uh, sleeping before you have a big day tomorrow, all of that stuff. And I just want you to be aware that that's what's happening. It's not necessarily that you're a bad person, but in a significant way, in really significant ways, this is your brain trying to help you resolve stress. But it did occur for me at home as well on nights when I found it tough to sleep and on nights when I didn't find it difficult, but I just didn't want to have to go through the process of falling asleep. I wish I had understood this earlier on in my life and, uh, you know, then I would have been able to understand and arrange 
for my brain to create new ways of dealing with my stress and sleep struggles. These reasons are some of the likely ones that I've come up with, but you know, I would love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to email me at Zach at ZachSpafford.com. And I would love to hear what's, you know, what it is that you're seeing in your patterns around sleep and why you're choosing pornography around the time that you go to bed. So what can we do to resolve these issues so we can deal with those late night pre-sleep urges to manage our discomfort through pornography? I would say the very, very first thing to do is create a sleep pattern. You know, finding a way to create a sleep routine is essential to actually succeeding at sleeping well. And I, I don't think that this is news to anybody, but this is a matter of intentionally laying out how you would like to go to bed, creating a wind down that already incorporates some of the habits that you have now, brushing your teeth, washing your face, getting in pajamas, whatever that looks like, and then augmenting those habits with new items that will help you maintain good sleep structures for yourself. So an example of this might look like, right now, I brush my teeth, I get into bed, I scroll my phone until I fall asleep. I'll be honest with you, I uh, over this last year, one of the things that I have been doing when I get in bed is I'll go through and I'll watch YouTube shorts with Darcy. Well, I'll watch them. She'll be there. Uh, she hates it when I do it. <laughs> But I had been doing that for, you know, a couple months uh, in the last, say, six months. And it did, it bothered her, and it really didn't help me get the kind of sleep that I wanted because sometimes it would engage my brain and I would stay up later, or sometimes it would get too boring and I would fall asleep. And really what I was trying to do was uh, numb out until I fell asleep. These are the kinds of things that you want to look at and say, okay, is this really helping me? So maybe a new sleep schedule might look like brushing your teeth, putting your phone in another room, taking a few minutes to meditate, and laying in bed until you fall asleep. And I think what really stinks about this is it's probably going to be excruciating in the beginning. And I'll so going back to the same example, I'm actually a really pretty good sleeper, but there were a few days where after I said, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore, I took YouTube off my phone entirely, and I put my phone across the room on a charger that I set up over there. Uh, it was a little bit hard to fall asleep, but I also was more engaged in the moment with Darcy. So it was, uh, it was a, it was a double. It was one part was good and one part was bad. But you know, the first time that you do this, you'll find that it starts to gear your mind up for sleep. And as you do it over and over and over again, falling asleep becomes easier and easier. It's also a simple process. So for, you know, for those of you who have a sleep schedule that varies, you know, the activities that you put in place to gear your mind towards sleep are not dependent on a specific day or a time of day, right? Um, so if I have a, a specific routine that I go through and I start with, you know, item A and I go all the way through however many items it is, maybe let's ten, say 10 items. Um, I don't know what letter the <laughs> alphabet that is, but let's go one through 10 then. As I approach 10, my mind is putting into place the sense that, oh, it's time for sleep, it's time for sleep, it's time for sleep. So even if I, if I start that at 9 o'clock or if I start that at 11 o'clock, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that I go through that routine every time. The next thing that I would say that you can do to help you not choose pornography when you're tired is to get regular sleep. When we have a sleep routine that helps us engage our brain in a process of falling asleep each time, that's really helpful. I would say the second 
most helpful thing that we can do to lessen the impact of urges to view pornography at bedtime or when indeed we're just sleepy is to get adequate sleep. If you're sleeping less than seven hours per night, you're, you're likely not getting adequate sleep. And more than anything, that is impairing your capacity to make good decisions. So this particular idea is, is more about making sure that you have the adequate brain capacity to deal with the trials and struggles and difficulties of a, of a regular day than it is anything to do with whether or not you're sleeping. When we sleep, we, uh, what we're doing is we're, you know, we're clearing out a bunch of stuff out of our brain, including uh, things that make it more difficult to make good decisions. So getting adequate amounts of sleep, even if that means that you take a nap in the middle of the day, whatever that looks like, make sure you're getting it so that you can be good at making good decisions. And the last thing that I'm going to suggest here is that you create intentional joy. One of the main reasons people choose to scroll endlessly stay up late, or view pornography, is that when the day is done, they want to take time for themselves, especially if they have not felt as though they have been fulfilled during the day. I know lots of moms and dads, students, employees, who work tirelessly to do all the tasks that they need to accomplish in a day, only to climb into bed feeling drained and frustrated, and that they will need to just get up the next day and do it again. This is a key reason, I think, why we choose these ultimately unfulfilling but immediately gratifying activities is that we don't feel like we have a fulfilling life. And when we don't really have anything to look forward to, it can create a vacuum where we feel like it's impossible to live a rich, full, and meaningful life. This kind of energy and sense about our lives can lead us to do what feels good and easy in the moment rather than living with purpose. If you want to reduce the number of times you scroll endlessly or choose pornography, create an intentional plan of how you can live more fully. I know this can feel really difficult, and there are a lot of reasons to put off doing things that really will enrich our lives. I promise you, however, if you will seek to do the fun things, the things that bring meaning into your life so that when your head hits the pillow, it can think about the joy you bring into your own life, you'll be less likely to choose pornography or just scrolling or whatever it is. I know, for instance, and this was just a couple of weeks ago, when we got ready to go on, on our vacation down to Malibu, uh, it was this amazing moment where I wasn't interested in scrolling. I was interested in what I got to do the next day. Drive down to Malibu, hang out on the beach for a week, and enjoy the sun and the surf. And... If you think about each of these ideas, these are about small gains over time. None of these ideas is going to solve the whole problem. And none of these things in isolation is a silver bullet. But over time, by adding to your process incrementally, you're going to find that the compounding effect of each of these techniques is going to help you move mountains. And all I would ask you to do is just experiment with adding these techniques to other things that I've taught you whether that's through the podcast or through the membership, and maybe you've done individual coaching, and that's going to help you reach your ultimate goals. Most importantly, this understanding and these skills is going to help you overcome pornography forever. And that's the goal here. That's really what everybody wants to be doing. That's why you're listening to this podcast. I love you guys. I hope that you will take this and just run it as an experiment. See how it works. 
Be diligent about it. Put it into play. See if you can get incrementally better over the course of the next couple of months. I love you guys, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash workwithme, and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy, and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.